Uh, but here's longtime NHL or ESPN hockey analyst joining us here on the Maple Toyota Hotline. Here's Brian Boucher. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Um, yeah, we're uh, today was a, a bit of a letdown, but uh, the last two to three weeks really hasn't been. I mean, can you recall anything like this the past month in the NHL with the amount of star movement, the amount of big names that have been on the go? It's been pretty wild. Yeah, no, I know. I can't. I can't recall. I mean, uh, it, it always seemed like it was uh, the deadline day itself that seemed to give the most excitement. Um, but this time, it's just been a a constant. Um, you know, for the last two weeks, it seemed like every every day there was something going on, which made it made it exciting leading up to it. But certainly uh, today was a little little bit of a letdown, as you said. But uh, a lot of guys have moved. Um, you know, it's, it's an exciting time for fans and for, for broadcasters. It's not so much for, for players that are told that they're having to pack up and, and head elsewhere. Bush, uh, which, uh, I'm, I'm sure there was a couple moves you liked, but which organization or maybe a couple of organizations did you uh, like their body of work for the moves that they made to make their team better? Well, I think uh, right off the top of the list, for me, it's uh, it's probably Boston. I mean, seeing that, you know, they were as good as they are all year long, uh, and yet they still go and, and make uh, improvements uh, the way they did. I think, you know, getting a guy like Orloff just solidifies their D. Hathaway is a guy that's, you know, hard to play against. And then they go and add, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi when they find out maybe they've got some guys that are nicked up. I just think Don Sweeney did a great job there. So, you know, the, it's like the rich got richer there. Um, Toronto, I think, did a great job. Uh, Dubas obviously was uh, was aggressive. I think he had to be. Uh, you guys know this more than anybody. I'm, you know, the heat is probably right up around 180 degrees for him. Uh, they're, in, they're in Toronto, and they've got to do something, and they, they got a tough first-round matchup. So uh, I thought he did a great job, and and I, and I think the moves that Chris Jury made with the Rangers, uh, you know, got ahead of it with Tarasenko and found a way to get uh, Patrick Kane. Uh, certainly two huge names uh, going there, but uh, the Rangers appear to be a team that is, you know, primed for uh, a good spring. But all those moves made in the East, it may not matter because someone's going to get knocked out in the first two rounds, which is uh, awfully disappointing if you're a fan of those teams. But I think those three teams are the ones that stand out to me the most. With Brian Boucher, a longtime NHLer and ESPN hockey analyst. So you mentioned Dubas, and yeah, in this town, obviously people are always buzzing about the Leafs, and there's a lot of pressure on them to finally get things done. And he made a lot of moves, and, and I think the three of us, we all agree with you in, in terms of them being positive moves, and they're a better team today than they were two weeks ago. One position he chose not to address was goaltending. He was just asked about it about 45 minutes ago. His confidence level, why he decided to stay pat. Here's what uh, Dubas had to say: How confident are you that that they can do it uh, in in the end and pull through? And I think you know Matt has done it in the past, and there weren't really other guys available that that have. And we believe in the potential of of Ilya and Joe both. So we'll get Matt healthy and get him rolling, and and uh, let the three of them continue to to uh, continue to move it in the right direction. What do you so? Do you are you buying this idea that they have faith Murray will be available to play? Like, what's your read on how this plays out, Brian, uh, in the crease up here in Toronto? Yeah, I, I have to think that they're confident that he's going to be healthy uh, come playoff time. Um, 
but you know how how long that confidence lasts. I mean, the, the track record for for Murray is that you know he's he's healthy for a month and then he and then he's out for another six, and which is really unfortunate for him. So I'm sure they feel good about him being able to come back from this injury before playoffs start or when playoffs start. Um, but how long that that confidence lasts, who knows? And then the other guys, I mean, Sam, Samsonov. It's had a great year. He's done a nice job there in Toronto. It's, I'm sure it isn't easy uh, going into that pressure cooker uh, to play there, but he, he's done a nice job. But, you know, the reality is, and, you know, Noodles can, can attest to this, is that until you do it in the playoffs, it's always going to be a question. And, you know, he has not played well when he was in Washington in the playoffs, and this is not like he's stepping into a place where there's, you know, no eyes on him. This is as big a pressure situation as you can get into uh, there in Toronto. So, uh, yeah, you know, maybe Dubis is right. Maybe there wasn't a guy out there that uh, has more experience than than any of those guys, and that that could be that could be totally true. And uh, you know, and maybe you want to show confidence in the guys that you, you you brought in this year. And I know if I was Ilya Samsonov and they bring in a guy, I you know I'd be a little I'd be a little pissed off. You know what I mean? I'd be like, what you know? Why are you doing that? I mean, I got a nine one five save percentage. I've played well. Give me a shot here. You know, let let me prove to you that I can do it. Um, and then, and then on top of it, you got a young guy in Joe Wall that I, I think you know what I think having a third uh, the third guy be a young guy is a good thing. You know, this guy's going to be hungry. Uh, he, he's going to want to get the guys would if he ever had to get in there, the guys would play hard for him. Uh, it doesn't mean that it would translate to a Stanley Cup necessarily, but. You know, I think when you got a guy that's in your system and, and he's, you know, he's paid his dues a bit, uh, give him a shot to be the number three. So it, it is the question mark for Toronto. There's no question about that. But, I, you know, seeing what's out there, uh, maybe, maybe Dubas felt like this just was not an upgrade that would, that would be better than any of these guys. We've known for a while now that Toronto is probably going to play Tampa Bay in the first round of the playoffs. And so you can't help but notice that the moves that they have made and the clientele that they've brought in is probably suited to help go head-to-head against Tampa in some areas that they've struggled in in the past. Like when you look at those moves, whether it's O'Reilly, Achari, Shen, Jake McCabe, there's a little more physicality, a little more of that competitive nature. Do you think there's enough that's been done there to go head-to-head against Tampa and win? I do. I think uh, with the forward and uh, D group, I do. I for sure. I think they've got enough, and I, I think they've, you know, they've had the disappointments of playoff path to, uh, you know, to, to have that experience to get to get through it. They've got the talent. There's no question about that. I mean, talent for talent, uh, Toronto matches up. The only place they don't match up is in goal, and uh, sometimes that can be the ultimate equalizer. And if you're a Leafs fan, you hope that's not the case. Uh, you hope that Vasilevsky, you know, proves to be human and, and maybe gives up a couple soft goals here and there and allows the Leafs to get through. But the, the moves that they've made, not only did they, not only did they stiffen up, but I, I think just in terms of, you know, sheer uh, quantity, um, you know, they've got a lot of numbers. So if they do get banged up, they've got guys that they can plug in that I'm sure they feel pretty confident about. You know, the question for the Leafs will be is, you know, all these guys, uh, can can they gel? Can they come together as a new group? It's a lot of new bodies, a lot of new faces. I mean, that's 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 not an easy thing. But they've got twenty or so games to to sort that out. With Brian Boucher of ESPN, so McDavid is uh, playing Winnipeg tonight. He's gone five straight games where he scored two goals, ten goals in five games. He's sitting on fifty-two on the season. He's got twenty games left. Is seventy reasonable? Do you think that's a reasonable expectation that he could be 
you know, within striking distance the final two or three games of the season and possibly have his sights on 70 goals? I do think it's possible, yes. Um, the, the guys, uh, nobody, I don't know, if, here in the States, we don't make a big enough deal about Connor McDavid and how special he really is. Like, it, 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 it it's like Michael Jordan. Like, it, you know, like Jordan in his heyday, like, you know, just dominating basketball games and putting up 50 plus, you know, like, you know, like it was nobody's business. I and mean, th- this guy is, um, he's on another level. It almost, it's like, it's like he's a, you know, a man amongst boys, you know, it's like as if, as if he's playing against like Bantam players out there, how he's able to, you know, to dominate hockey games. And uh, I get the sense that he's, he's just got such a, I don't know if it's a chip on his shoulder, but I, I sense a real hunger in, in his belly that he wants to, you know, he wants to get this team to great heights. And if he has to do it by himself, he'll do it. So, yeah, I think 70 goals is entirely possible. How many games did you say he has left? Is it 20? Yeah, he's got yeah, 20 left. 20 games, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, a goal a game. He, he can do it. Yeah. He can do it. It's honestly, it, it like he he's going to cool down in terms of, you know, multiple goals yeah, you can't in I a mean, game. He's not going to do it forever. This like pace this is, is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But he even if he resets like he did a couple of weeks ago, where he went four or five games, I believe, without a goal. Right. Then he snaps out of it. Like when this cat decides to snap out of it, which is a ridiculous yeah. phrase considering he is who he is and he's doing what he's doing. He's got games against Anaheim, San Jose, Arizona. Like, yeah. man, he could torch yeah, those they, teams. They are kind of in the gauntlet right now because it was the Leafs. They played Boston. They've got back-to-back with Winnipeg. I think they come out here, they play Boston and the Leafs again. Yeah, they're back on the East Coast. But then it softens up. Absolutely. Where, you you know, you are in the San Jose's and Anaheim's. Like, those teams are dumping players to try and get Bedard. And Edmonton's got to win, right, right, Brian? Like, you're looking at a situation, they're battling it out. Like, yeah. they're, they're going to make the playoffs. But they would, I'm sure, prefer to play Seattle or L.A. in the first round and, and try to avoid the wild card situation. Oh, 100%. I mean, and I think that's even, you know... Uh, it's kind of like a blessing in disguise that these games mean so much uh, for everybody in that Pacific division, including Edmonton. I mean, it's not like they're, they're locked in where they can kind of cruise. So I don't think he's going to cruise. And if I was any of those teams that you mentioned, San Jose, Arizona, Anaheim, if I was the starting goaltender that next night against McDavid, um, I don't think I'd get much sleep. I mean, this guy would scare the living daylights out of me. I, I'd find a way to make sure that Noodles was the guy that had to play that next game. Yeah. <laughs> Smart and strategy. You, buddy, all yours. Yeah, and you know that I'd be working to see if you could play. <laughs> uh, we had this the debate earlier in the day, kind of off air. What would be the best for the league for the landing spot for a guy like Connor Bedard. We're talking about the top of the league and, and, and teams that have done a lot to, to make their teams special to have a playoff run. What about the teams at the bottom? Where do you think would be the best for the league as far as eyes on him, uh, maybe market, and maybe turning around an organization? Montreal. Um, I, I, I think him in Montreal with the, the prospects that they've stockpiled the picks that they've gotten, like Montreal, I think their turnaround is going to be pretty quick. And you get a guy like that, you know, I don't know, like if Toronto doesn't get the job done, you know, Matthews is in a 
in a precarious situation where you know is you know does he sign there? I don't know. Like is is could the run end for Toronto even though they've lost in the first round every year, but they've been a pretty solid team. McDavid, what's he up in three years? Like you know your your hopes for a Canadian team winning, I, I feel like it could change. Like I think you know Montreal could be a team that's in the discussion in three years. Ottawa could be a team that's in the discussion in a couple of years. So I mean I think him and Montreal would just be. I think it'd be amazing. Um, you know, uh, maybe that's maybe that's not great for you know some of those southern teams that may want him. But as far as like being a visible face, I think it'd be great. He's, you know, he's, I can't remember a buzz about a uh, Canadian junior player maybe since McDavid, uh, like Bedard had, and, and he certainly came through with more than flying colors. I'm excited to see this guy in an NHL uniform, and I think. Uh, I think in Montreal would be the best spot for him just because of the, the prospects that they have lined up coming up. We'll leave it there, Brian. We appreciate the time, buddy. We'll do it again soon. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. There's Brian Thanks, Boucher guys. of uh, ESPN joining us here on Maple, the Maple Toyota Hotline. Build your next dream Toyota at Maple Toyota and check out Maple Toyota's pre-owned inventory arriving daily. It's time to Toyota. Visit mapletoyota.com. Yeah, I remember the hype of McDavid and Junior. I remember going to see him play when he was in Erie. And there was a ton of hype. It was exceptional status. The guy's numbers were off the charts. He had a really quality second world juniors, but he didn't do what Bedard did. No, like, no one did. It, nobody did. No like, one did that. Like I think it was understood McDavid would reach the level of best player in the world. I'm not sure the same applies to Bedard because McDavid exists. Right. So I, I don't think he's the same in terms of hype. But I would, I think you could make the argument he's been a better junior player. Like as crazy right. as that sounds, and McDavid has been was spectacular in Erie. This kid is putting up a two or th- like a two year run in junior that is yeah. wild. And there's still people that'll tell you like I don't know because of the size. Like man, this guy size it, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you're that good. You can shoot the puck like that. He's like he's so elusive and. I'm I'm really interested to see where he goes because I think there's a correct market for him to go to and incorrect markets for him to end up. Whoever gets him better surround him with players that can get him. Well, that's part of it too. That's that's the thing. Like whoever gets him, like the rebuild, better have like shifted immediately. Well, think about the rebuild here when they got Matthews. They had Nylander in the system, right? Right. Like they had. Did they not have Marner in the system already? So there was players coming up. If he goes to Chicago, I don't know who he's with there. It's a big market. Like, it's a notable market to be in, but I don't know who he's playing with. Columbus is the opposite where small market team, but at least he's going in with some players like Sillinger and Kent Johnson. Yeah, young players. Goudreau. Yeah, you've got Goudreau, Line there. Yeah. Like, you're right. You've got some players to step into. You know, Hayes, you you were talking optically. Like, I also selfishly would like him in a Canadian market because you just... We'd be talking, it would be literally Leafs, Ottawa, Montreal, and depend, if he's in Montreal, that's all we'd be focusing on. Mm-hmm. And Edmonton, obviously, with McDavid. Yep. Yep. Or if he ends up in Vancouver, which is definitely a possibility, like all of a sudden the West gets a lot of love where you're, you're focusing on the, the, you know, the teams out east here in Alberta and then must-watch TV in yeah. Vancouver. That's what the options are right now in terms of Canadian teams. Uh, technically, Ottawa could be out and in the lottery, but the chances of them right. moving up is is not very strong. It it's Montreal who's got a legit shot, and Vancouver has a legit shot. Not 
the same odds right. as what Chicago will have, Anaheim will have, Columbus will have, but within range of actually mm-hmm. securing this yeah. guy. And, yeah, I, I think there will be a lot of pressure on whoever gets him to turn it around almost immediately. And, like you mentioned, the lease situation, in Edmonton they had dry saddle waiting. Yeah. Right, like when McDavid went there, Drysaddle right. was there. Ryan Nugent Hopkins was there. Yeah, they had a couple of young guys who were yeah. prepared to flank this super kid. Yeah, and and they had some veterans too. They right? did, and but, that's yeah. something we've talked about with Anaheim, Brian. It's like some of the guys that are there, they're excellent young players, but they might have not had the veteran insulation. Yep, that they well, may have needed. I, I I've pointed this out several times. Claude Giroux has been an amazing signing for Ottawa. Because he's been that veteran, you know, stability. He's he's and getting he's it produced. He's, he's produced. Yeah, he's, not exactly. a, he's not a legacy player. Like he he's was Jack well. last night when he scored that goal. Of course, Jack. he's playing great. But what it's done is that he's dragged a lot of these young kids to that next level because of the way that he plays, the way expectations. So Bedard in an organization, you need. It's not legacy players. It's players that can help him get to that next level. Yep. Absolutely. Dave Pullen's going to be in studio. Bob McKenzie will be in studio. Um, we've got our leaf tickets we've got to give away, so you've got to listen for that. The final clue for the week in terms of our leaf ticket giveaway. So we'll do that between now and 7 p.m. Frankie Corrado's in here with Jamie Noodles McLennan. I'm Brian Hayes. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on TSN 2.